So just putting on pause the uh, studies that we're going to do in Romans 9 through 11 uh, to resume this uh, um, theme of the kingdom of grace now brought to us in Jesus Christ, which sets us free from the powers of wrath, sin, law, and death. You've seen those uh, uh, descriptions. You've heard me talk about them in Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. And yesterday we looked at uh, how we learn to recognize the grace of God in Jesus Christ having set us free from the power of wrath. Now, let me just, a a simple kind of silly illustration almost, but if you uh, extend your uh, hand to your face and open your fingers, at the top of each finger you can identify wrath, sin, law, and death. Those are the uh, uh, four powers that are described in Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. Jesus, our Savior, has released us from those powers by his atoning sacrifice uh, through Uh, his death and his resurrection. Now, what is it, though, as I mentioned yesterday, what is it to uh, be freed from wrath? Well, I mentioned that wrath is God's loving um, judgment against all humanity that has chosen to suppress him. So what does he do? He hands us over to the powers of wrath. That's Romans chapter 1, verse 18. The wrath of God is revealed because men and women suppress the truth. And how is it revealed? Verses 24, 26, 28, by God's handing us over. To whom, To what? To the idols that we choose in place of him. You know, the human heart is constantly at war with God. Uh, it, it chooses idols or alternatives of God because we are by nature, afraid of him. We have uh, inherited and uh, and have come under the condemnation of the nature of Adam, who fled from God. You remember, they hid from God when they heard him come towards them. And so uh, this uh, wrath that hands us over to the powers of sin, what we need to understand is that God himself has taken that judgment upon himself. Now, what does this mean, though, for our psychological reaction to that? The wrath of God is the spiritual reality. What's the psychological reaction? You can go to the uh, the first knuckle just below the uh, top of your finger, and you can think there of the power of abandonment, the feeling that we are abandoned. Why would it be abandonment when it comes to the power of uh, God's judgment? Well, because of the fact that the wrath of God is handing us over to these powers that we have instead of him. And so yesterday, we talked about how to respond to God by the gospel the gospel news that Jesus Christ took the abandonment for ourselves, for, for, for us. And thus, we learn to fight back against that sense within us that we're abandoned. Now, you know, abandonment is at the core of addiction. Whether you struggle with drugs or alcohol or food issues or sexual issues or whatever kind of addiction it may be, The core of that addiction is not the drug of choice, but the state of mind where we believe that we are abandoned. 
And when we believe we are abandoned, we abandon ourselves. Going down to that third knuckle, you can think there uh, of the emotional response to this psychological reaction, which is, nobody loves me. So you have uh, wrath at the tip of the finger. The first knuckle is the psychological reaction to it, which is, um, I feel abandoned, I am abandoned, and the emotional response to that is, nobody loves me. Now, when you believe that, you switch God off. It is in. It is involuntary. It is unconscious. You don't know you're doing it. But you see, the soul, the human nature, was made for fellowship with God. It was God. It was and is the light of the soul. In uh, in you we see light. It says in uh, Psalm thirty six, "You are life, and in your light we see light." So when we suppress God. There's darkness, and that darkness leads us to suppress something else and someone else, our own soul. We become isolated and separated from ourselves. Now, that's a terribly terrifying kind of state to be in. Self-abandonment makes addiction urgently necessary. We have to put something in there in order to um, escape from this terrifying feeling of self-abandonment. You know, that's where people say, well, I've heard that God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. That inability to forgive the self, of course, is a lack of faith, and God will uh, give you that faith as as you call upon him and ask him for it. But when we cannot forgive ourselves, we are in effect abandoning ourselves. Now, what does the soul do? Now, I talked about, this is everything I talked about yesterday, but we need to go into this detail now of how does the mind respond to this? I know that this is going to sound an oversimplification, but it isn't, I assure you. We learn to speak to God with thanks and praise. Conversation with God in the midst of self-abandonment is a miracle. Because when we are abandoned, when we believe or sense that we are abandoned by God and therefore we abandon ourselves, we go into a sort of zombie state. There is no thinking process going on. Sometimes in counseling, I'll ask somebody who's in the midst of th- and throes of addiction, I'll say, what do you think about when you are in the throes of addiction? And that person may frequently say, you know, I don't think about anything. And what do you think about God? I never think about him. And that is absolutely the fact that when self-abandonment takes place because of our feeling that God has abandoned us, We stop the thinking process. We stop the conversation process. The the soul goes silent. Now, that's when addiction, as I say, becomes absolutely necessary. That is when we need our drug of choice. So the antidote, then, is to talk, to talk to God, to praise God, to give thanks to God. But you may say, well, I have no desire to talk at all. That's right. Of course you don't. 
But you can talk even deadpan. You can talk as if there were no soul in you. You can say, Dear God, I feel dead inside. But I thank you that you are my life in Jesus Christ. I don't feel alive, dear God. I feel empty. I feel lifeless. But you are my life, and I will trust in you. Now, you may not find in this conversation or one-sided conversation with God, so it may feel to you, that, uh, that sparks are flying and uh, wonderful, wonderful things are happening. But you will sense somehow, now listen to me, the return of your sense of self. You see, you've lost the, your center You've lost your sense of self, but once you start talking to God, that sense of self begins to return. And you can tell him things that the gospel has revealed, that we are reconciled to God. Remember Romans chapter 5, that's the chapter that talks about um, uh, the freedom from wrath, and it says there, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in the midst of an addiction, right as it's happening, right just at the time you cannot let go of your addiction of choice, your drug of choice, you are free to say, Father, I thank you that I have peace with you through Jesus Christ. I mean, it'll sound blasphemous, but you see, the peace that you have is through Jesus Christ. It's not peace that you have in yourself. That comes later as you keep affirming the truth of this. You see, it says in Romans chapter 4, verse 5, that God justifies the ungodly. God declares innocent, that is to justify, the ungodly, not the righteous. You see, so often the temptation during a, uh, during a temptation, the temptation is that you are on one side and God is far over on the other side. And unless you let go of whatever you have in your hands, then you cannot come to God. Unless you let go of your drug of choice, you cannot come to God. The feeling is that I must give up first. But that is absolutely absurd. Because that's the whole problem of addiction. We cannot, we seem to think, we cannot give it up. And so you talk to God and you say, Father, I have no desire whatsoever to give up this addiction. Addiction. I have no desire to give up this moment of rush. Father, I know I feel condemned, but I cannot let go of you. I must hold on to you, dear God. I feel that you have abandoned, abandoned me, but your work, what you did in Jesus Christ, means that you do, do not abandon me, and you did not abandon me, and therefore I will not abandon you. I will not let you go, dear God. This is the fight of faith, do you see? And you notice that I said the fight of faith. You don't have to fight to get faith, but you fight with faith as the instrument of war. God is the giver of faith, so don't say, oh God, please give me faith. Rather, Father, thank you for the faith that you have given me, and then fight with it. 
and fight with it and say, I, because of the faith that you have given me, dear God, I will not let you go, no matter how much I want to sin and will sin and do sin. This is the power of faith in the midst of addiction. And when you understand how faith operates in the midst of addiction, you will see that addiction at its core is all about whether the soul is empty or full. And when you have faith in Jesus Christ, it is full. Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Cook that you've been listening to, and this is How It Happens, a broadcast on the good news of the gospel. I invite you to join me every Monday through Friday. We go through the book of Romans and learn how faith works and how God's grace works in his son, Jesus Christ. And uh, so Monday through Friday, you can listen on KLTT, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at four in the morning. And that's on uh, AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. You can also hear the program any time of the day or night on your smartphone, Simply download SoundCloud. Well, I'll tell you, we have a problem with SoundCloud right now. There's a linking problem, but there's plenty of archives, and you can hear this program or other programs uh, from a couple of days ago way back for a a long time. So go to SoundCloud.com or or, uh, Podbean.com and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. Or go directly to SoundCloud.com slash FaithQuest or FaithQuest.com. Podbean.com. I'd like your help, please, if you would please send donations, because this program is listener-supported radio, and this is not a large ministry, though the the broadcast has been going for 25 years. Send your donations, would you, to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, or you can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. And I thank you for all your support and all your lovely little notes that you sometimes send with your support. I appreciate that very much. It encourages me and it helps me to know who's listening and why. Well, I'll see you next time then. Cheerio and God bless.